You want the scoop? I think I'm entitled. You want the scoop? I want the scoop. You can't handle the scoop. Yeah, I love it. All right, Doogie's in here from Five Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast, which you can find every week. You can find new content, new great interviews, uh, anywhere you would download podcasts. But you can find it at 1500 ESPN, the new mobile app, KSDP.com. So I'm just going to set this up because you, you were listening to us in the 9 o'clock hour. Some people might be new here uh, who haven't listened. But there's the Wolves are in the middle of a playoff run right now. Now, probably ends in a few hours tonight, but they're in the middle of a playoff run right now. You got Glenn Taylor on with our friend Chad Harbin. You, you produced for Chad for ten plus years. Yeah, uh, still one of my Chad. dear friends to this day. Yep, I love. Like, we're, we're fans of Chad, and he sat down with Glenn Taylor on the radio, and Glenn opened up about like Glenn basically refused to call the season a success. Wants to refrain from discussing Tom Thibodeau's future until after the year is over, and then, which I agree with him on this part, that Jimmy Butler needs to recruit veteran players to play for less money in the off season. I mean, that's what recruiting is a is a thing right now in the NBA. Jimmy Butler. In the Chicago Sun Times, openly questioning teammates' desire to win, and 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 basically saying that there's certain players who don't get it, like me and Tom Thibodeau get it. And then Butler's agent took issue with just about everything Glenn Taylor said and made it clear that Jimmy Butler isn't guaranteed to stick around after this year. A lot to unpack, and I'm sure you have even more information. So, Absolutely. what do you make of all this? Well, good morning, gentlemen. Happy Hump Day. Yeah, it was a fun conversation on my drive in this morning. I thought you guys handled it brilliantly. It well, was. You. It was very, very good. I really don't take much exception. To what you guys said, one thing is you mentioned the word disconnect. Is there the potential of a disconnect between Bernie Lee and Jimmy Butler when deciphering the comments in the Pioneer Press with Jace Frederick? No. Trust me. (laughs) Jimmy and Bernie are attached at the hip. Now, I reached out to Bernie Lee this morning. I offered him a chance to come on, whether right now at 11 a.m. at noon. Heck, we could have taped it. Tape it for tomorrow. You know, hey, we're here. Whenever you're free. We'll give you the dance floor. He politely declined. He got back to me, sure, but he politely declined. So just so you know, we did reach out to Bernie Lee. I have reached out to Glenn a few times in the last handful of weeks. I didn't call him. I emailed him. So maybe that was my mistake. He's been on the podcast any number of times. He's been on this radio station with me any number of times. I think I'll make another effort for Glenn after the season. I'll say this much. Being at games three and four, I found it interesting, fascinating, however you want to describe it. The amount of people that sought me out within the organization to just spew whatever. It's just to suggest, put it this way, to suggest it's a cohesive bunch, that organization, to think that they're holding hands singing Kumbaya is laughable. Bad leadership. There is a lot of disconnect. Now, where do you want to begin on that? Should Tom Thibodeau know the names of people on the business side, on the marketing side? There may be some people listening saying, no, why? Win games. He won games. Who cares? But there are people upset that he alienates himself. There's a big wall up. He's got his guard up constantly. He always appears to be grumpy. Now, I'm telling you, on the surface, you go from 31 wins to 47. Now, maybe they should have won more last year. But even if they had won 37, you get to 47. and Taj Gibson to the damn roster. You get to 47 wins. You sell out the building 16 times. The TV ratings go up 78%. And again, that's from rock bottom a year ago. But still, the TV ratings go up 78%. There should be a ton to celebrate, right? Just on the surface. You look at those things. But I'm telling you, there is so much angst 
And I'm telling you, disconnect behind the scenes. I'll also offer this much up. If they had lost to Denver in the regular season finale, I don't know if it would have been Tibbs's head that would have rolled, but there was going to be something that was going to happen. I'm just telling you, I have that from multiple angles. It never got to like that a front point. office person, Doogie? Maybe. Or I mean, what are we talking about? You know, about? maybe you bring in somebody to be the president of operations. You strip that title away from Tibbs. All right. That's Alan, more... Al- Alan Horton gets the That's act. more yeah. conjecture or opinion from my standpoint. I don't have it okay, so to what, that standpoint. So, I'm just telling you, my sense, my strong sense is if they had lost to Denver, yep. something was going to happen. So ba- based on uh, Glenn's comments uh, in recent days, then, if the Wolves, which they probably will, lose to the Rockets tonight, mm-hmm. is Tibbs potentially in trouble here. I don't think he is. Okay, because I find it very intriguing that the owner, with multiple years left on a contract, basically says the evaluation is coming and I'm not there yet. To publicly come out and say that is very odd, unless it's an expiring contract a la Chuck Fletcher. I think Glenn has a lot of questions for Tibbs on court, off court. I'm actually led to believe that Glenn has asked Tibbs a number of these questions a couple different times in one-on-one settings the last couple months, just trying to figure out after how long has Tibbs been here now? Two years. Mm -hmm. Glenn is still trying to figure out why Tibbs is the way he is. Now, my comeback to that is Tibbs is what now? 60 years old. Yeah. He's been the same guy. He's the same guy. So that's not necessarily Tibbs's fault. Did Glenn talk to people in the Chicago organization when he made the decision to hire Tibbs? Don't forget it was corn Ferry, the search firm who led the charge on Glenn needing to hire somebody to do both roles. I don't know if Glenn went into the process thinking, I'm going to hire one person to be the president of operations and my head coach. It was Corn Ferry, the search firm. Enough with search firms. Just stop it. Not just the Wolves. Everybody. Thank you, you, Mark Coyle. I love you, Mark Coyle. You don't use search firms. Thank you. Enough with search firms. Yes. But it was the search firm, Corn Ferry, that led that charge. But Tibbs is... Who he is. He won this way in Chicago. Tibbs, all of a sudden, isn't going to change who he is. But I think Glenn is still trying to figure out, two years in, why does Tibbs act the way he acts? Then on the court, I can promise you, you know, Glenn loves Ricky Rubio. Glenn had to be convinced for them to move Ricky. Look at how happy Ricky is. Look at how well he is playing. Look at how good Utah is. The way Utah plays with Ricky Rubio. I guarantee Glenn is asking why. Why did we trade Ricky Rubio? You look at Shabazz Muhammad last night. Yeah. Helping Milwaukee. I heard this on a podcast this week. I think it was on uh, the Ringer NBA show. Mm -hmm. Ricky Rubio looks like a happy samurai fighter. (laughs) Like the high man bug. It's true, He's been incredible. He's been incredible. incredible. You know, and then you give Jeff Teague $5 million more. Like, you couldn't have used that $5 million. Now, to me, the way Tibbs wants to play... I said it at the time. I still feel this way. Jeff Teague is a better fit. But if yeah. you're the owner, you're wondering why you couldn't but, make Ricky Rubio work here. But Doogie, Shabazz Muhammad, he had to be convinced on Derrick Rose. Now, Rose has played well, but there are on-the-court questions Glenn has for Tibbs. But, but Doogie, I'm telling you, the behind-the-scenes stuff, this, this, the disconnect, Glenn is wondering about it, that, too. Is the inherent problem. This is why I have no confidence. You shouldn't have confidence. If you're Based on everything I've been told, am, you shouldn't have confidence. If I hire you for uh, the most key position possible in my organization, and two years in, I want to sit down and say, Doogie, why are you do- doing these things? It's my fault. 
That's my fault, not yours. That's fair. And so I'm okay so, with that. So, but all yeah, of this, Glenn's not off the hook here, right? Right. But all of this, Butler and Tibbs v. Glenn, Butler v. Young players, all of this goes back to: Is there somebody who can come downstairs, or is there an adult here who can say, "Let's solve it"? Because players being un- unhappy about things is nothing new; been going on forever. And the scary or the sad thing here is the answer is no. The answer is no. Glenn Glenn can't solve it. Glenn is wondering why Tibbs is the, the way Tibbs is two years in. My God. This is let me say this. This is first of all, I am mainlining this right now. This is amazing. This is like this oh, is Oh, this pop, is bro. to me, I don't know, I can't speak for the listeners, but to me, this is one million times more fascinating. Than the playoff series, the end is 100 is coming. I mean, I think it comes tonight. Well, you know what? Actually, the point spread is what twelve. I actually might take the Wolves plus all those points. Maybe they lose by eight or nine tonight. But the end is inevitable for sure. Yeah, I mean, Um, the end is inevitable. So who cares what takes place on the court? I'm telling you, I am way more intrigued by the off the court drama. But like this is. This is everything that happened in Chicago on repeat with just different pieces. I mean, it's like it's front office versus in this case, Tom Thibodeau just has more power, but it's friction. It's it's a it's a, a grind it style of leadership that doesn't last long. And and I would even go so far as to say that it's a style of leadership that wrecks an organization after enough time. Like it's been two years, maybe it takes three or four years to completely wreck it. But this is a there's zero chance in my mind Tom Thibodeau makes it to the end of his contract. So can you I mean, do you want to go all in even further? Do you trade Andrew Wiggins for Kawhi Leonard and just grind it one year and see if you can get to the NBA finals with Butler, Cat, and Kawhi Leonard? Well, why then, are the Spurs making that deal first off? Well, Kawhi has one more year left in his deal. He and does, if he doesn't want but to if play the there, Spurs put Leonard on the table, they can do a lot better than Andrew Wiggins. You're probably right. I mean, you'd have to give up other pieces. You'd have to trade Gorgie yes. for some pieces and, and slow you over. talk about, I'm just playing devil's advocate. You talk about wrecking an organization. Those who are close to Tibbs will tell you this organization was already wrecked. Well, of course it is. Yeah. Look at the sure. last 14 years. Of course. Yes. So you can't keep doing things the way you were doing them. It didn't work. So while Tibbs might be really hard to get along with, he puts that wall up. Let him do his thing. He just won 47 games. He knows what he's doing to win games. That would be the comeback. And I, and I would come back to that, and I would, I'm not trying to say that what Tom Thibodeau brings is entirely worthless. Like His presence brought Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson, and the team is amazing. But now that you have the roster the way that it is and the ability to make some tweaks, maybe you can, maybe you can move that Gorgie contract for some better three-point shooting, Ooh, whatever it is. Best of whatever luck. It is. All right, I'm just saying. Like, and I've told you, I know you, teams who like Gorgie, but nobody likes the contract. I'm saying if you brought in Brad Stevens, Quinn Snyder, any number of coaches that I personally perceive to be better, you wouldn't grind to 47 wins even with Jimmy Butler out. Like the Celtics, look at the Celtics without two of the best players in the NBA. You can't tell me that Tom Thibodeau is one of the best coaches in the league when they have a bottom five defense the last two years. And even though they're a top five offensive efficiency team, the way that the the process to get there is so broken and flawed and ugly. And his reliance on players he's familiar with, instead of being able to take other players that he isn't previously familiar with and making them better or bringing them in and empowering them in some way. Like, there's so many red flags. And the hard part is, despite those red flags, they went to the playoffs for the first time in 14 years and won 47 games. And it's very nuanced and conflicting. Correct. Now, I had David Thorpe, former ESPN NBA analyst, he used to train Joe Kim Noah, yeah. Kevin Martin, Corey Brewer. He's been around the NBA game 
for a really long time. I recorded a conversation with him for the Scoop podcast last night, so it's available right now. And he agrees with you. He thinks you could have brought in any coach. Now, credit to Tibbs, the president of operations, I guess, for executing the Butler trade. But with the roster, the way it was set up, that you could have brought in just about anyone, and they were winning that many games. So what? what is the uh, Butler-Towns d- dynamic right now, too? I'm curious about that one. Because clear- the Bernie Lee quotes definitely refer to Andrew and Carl without coming out and saying their names. And the Wiggins thing do- does not surprise me one bit, Doogie. But what is the dynamic between where Butler clearly thinks that he's paving a way or showing Towns how to do things, and he's not seeing the return that he expects? Well, on the Butler side, yes. I think Butler is still trying to figure out, do I want to be here long term? Can I win with this being the core, with Towns? He's thinking the same thing Tibbs is. With Wiggins. And that, to me, might be the most interesting part of this is Jimmy can be a free agent next summer, July 2019. All right? If I'm with you, Phil, I don't see Tibbs making it to the end of the five years. So when do you make the move? Let's say they miss the playoffs next year, which could happen. I think the Lakers will make a jump up. You know, maybe Oklahoma City jumps down, but the West will still be a grind Yeah, next year. All right? Let's say they miss the playoffs. Well, then you cut the cord, right? You'd absolutely have to cut the cord on Tibbs, but then you're pretty much guaranteed to lose Jimmy. Like Jimmy and Tibbs, much like Jimmy and his agent Bernie Lee, Bernie Lee's in that circle too. I mean, it needs to be mentioned. I mean, Bernie I mean, thinks Tibbs is God, okay? He just but it, does. But if winning is Jimmy Butler's number one priority, he's not going to win a championship, in my mind, with Tom Thibodeau as his coach. Well, so. and he might come to that realization, but I'm just telling you, it's a guarantee that Jimmy leaves if Tibbs gets fired. So that's where you need to start thinking, okay, if there's a chance that Tibbs is out after next year, would you entertain the idea of trading Jimmy Butler this summer? Now on Towns, so much here. Towns oh, is, is, I love this. Towns yeah, is, uh, let me answer your question though, Jeff, because I, I tap danced around your question. Let me answer your take, question. Take a break and come back. With, well, and I, I bet there's a bunch of calls too, but but let me answer your question real quick, Jed. Towns' agent is Leon Rose, Creative Arts Agency. Okay. Tibbs is represented by Creative Arts Agency, so there yeah. there is somebody there to bridge that relationship. There is common ground, <laughs> so it's not as bad maybe as you think. But yeah, I do think. There probably is some eye-rolling, Towns, Wiggins, wondering about the way Jimmy Butler approaches things. All right, we, let's, we have to pause here. And uh, I know Mig, our guy Miguel's been on hold for like seven hours right now, so we got to get to Miguel. Andrew, 651-646-8255. Doogie's hanging out at the scoop session. Reckless speculation! With no regard for human life! All right, we got, we got Doogie in here. This is all great stuff here. This is... Uh, it's speculation about, and thanks to Glenn Taylor, Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler's agent for going on the record on various platforms the last couple of days, kind of hinting at strife within the organization and discontent, and let's just say not everyone on the same page pulling the rope in the same direction. Doogie, we can let's hang for like five or six minutes here, and then we'll let you, we'll kick you out of here, and uh, you can go on with your day, but let's take some calls, because we've had people mm-hmm. on hold here. By um, the way, thank you for those guys for going on the record, because I'm just telling you. For sure off the record or on background, however you want to term it, there have been these whispers for a while. But now that you have it on the record, I think fans now can digest it a little bit more comfortably, saying, okay, these guys are on the record. 
we now realize yeah. there's enough discontent. And basically, if you're just joining, Glenn Taylor's not sold on Tom Thibodeau yet. Pretty obvious. And he's only on the record giving you maybe 10 or 20% of what he actually thinks because mm-hmm. you're not going to cut open the full vein. Uh, Jimmy Butler, not sold on Wiggins and Towns. And Bernie Lee, mostly just like not sold on anything Minnesota because his client has one year left on his contract. All right, Miguel's been on hold since uh, Monday. What's going on, buddy? Hey, I'm waiting for my chance for uh, Radio Idol, baby. That's all. I'm just going to wait. I think you might, the, you might be the you might be the the odds-on favorite <laughs> You'd be here good, at the Miguel. State Fair, man. Real good. Hey, I appreciate it. I just I'm be quick because uh, you guys touched on a lot of things. I was going to say, but how about this, you guys? How about the play of Chris Dunn this year? Chris Dunn's top five in NBA in steals. Looks really relaxed. Looks like an NBA player. Uh, when you look at some of the guys, especially the rookies and the younger guys with Tibbs, they never look comfortable. The constant barraging on the sidelines. It, it kind of, you know, how can a guy get comfortable and, and flourish? And the other thing I, I'd say is this, and I'll just say, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a Tibbs fan anyway, so I'll say this. Get rid of Tibbs, you're gonna have to, and you're going to have to trade Butler, right? For Kawhi? That's fine. For you could get a lot for Jimmy if you put Chad, him on the table. Someone to Chad right, just tweeted in, how about Butler for Kawhi Leonard? All day long I would, right? And then I'd, mm. be, I'd be trying to find a way to get rid of Wiggins as well and try to find me uh, some snipers. But besides all that, the, you, you just get you get rid of Tibbs, you bring in David Fisdale. You get rid of Butler, you get what you can in here. Because I honestly believe, I honestly believe our two young stars, if you will, uh, Towns and Wiggins, when they came here, Wiggins came with Levine, and then they came with Towns. They were together. Those guys were tight. It became a real business to them early in their career. On top of that, neither one of the guys that we have now, Wiggins or Towns, has had any basketball consistency from a head coaching standpoint since high school mm-hmm. until this year. Mm-hmm. So it's been so much going on. And Glenn Taylor, he has to take control of this thing. I, Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich, I think we can honestly say they're the greatest coaches in the last 30 years, hands down. They did not do GM and coaching because it's just too hard. And I don't see where, why. I, I know that we probably were desperate. We had these stars. We wanted someone to come in, and we needed a name and, and, and all that, right? So we go get Tibbs, and that's fine. Look where we're at, like Mackie said. But now it's kind of like the, the Warriors did with Mark Jackson. Hey, Thanks, but you know what? We got to make this move. We got to take the next step. Yeah, it is. Kid, you got us somewhere, but it's okay to move on. This is business, so they can't forget about that. Yeah, Miguel, make thank you, man. Business move. Great stuff. Yeah. Well, Miguel. Great but stuff. it's also Thanks, a twenty-four Miguel. million dollar move. Plus, Scott Layden makes two to three million dollars a year. So, if you're eating the Tibbs contract, you're also eating the Scott Layden contract. So, while Glenn Taylor might have some desire to make a move. I just don't know any sane owner who eats close to thirty million dollars. Is Glenn Taylor a sane owner? Or can we well, confirm? Can we confirm that after now, twenty plus years? On Miguel's <laughs> point about Popovich, he's got a ton of say in San Antonio. Now, R.C. Buford's been his right hand man for forever, but Pop has Pop has personnel say. Sure, but yes, I mean Pop is but one Pop's of the best coaches Pop. of the last he's three Belichick. decades. Yeah. Well, and you know he brought up Fizdale's name. I would personally go with Monty Williams, but. 
Yeah, I could I could live with also, those guys know how to connect people and and connect their relationship builders. And I think yes, you have to be an X's and O's guy now in the NBA. You have to be right. Look at Quinn Snyder. Look at Brad Stevens. X's and O's matter a lot, but I think more than anything in this current day of the NBA. You have to be able to connect with the players. Absolutely. Wouldn't firing uh, uh, Tibbs, though, basically uh, just mean Glenn could sell uh, 1% of the team and have the cash to fire him? I've been told it really wouldn't be that tough. Like, if he wanted the cash influx, it'd be easy to get it. Well, I mean, think about all the money that's coming in, right? I mean... I'm just saying that that if he is miserable, if Glenn thinks that Tibbs is just a buffoon that there would be ways to make this work to fire him. Well, sure, and heck, Glenn in a couple years might look at selling the team. The Rockets just sold for $1.1 billion. Heck, if I was advising Glenn, sell the team. Like, you're not going to make any more money than you'd make right now. Renovated Target Center, uh, everything going on in China. You think about the Wolves' presence in China right now? I would sell to, to my limited partner that's from China. I'm sure he'd be interested in buying I would sell the Wolves right now for about a billion dollars if I was going. Let's take one more call here quick. Andrew, you're on the show. Hey, guys. Uh, one name that I uh, really would like us to look into this offseason, especially if the collapse happens in Toronto, I think uh, DeMar DeRozan would be a perfect fit. And I think Wiggins' value um, with any team besides the Timberwolves is the highest out in Toronto. Where he's mm-hmm. from. I think DeRozan would be a good fit. I mean, they got a lot of players, that young players. I don't think they're going to be able to keep, you know, when their contracts run up. Lowry's falling off a cliff. If they collapse out there, I think with Wiggins and another piece, we could maybe get DeRozan in here and try to salvage this team with, you know, you know Butler and DeRozan and Tibbs. You know, it just might work out better than what Wiggins is doing. And, you know, it would make Butler more happy. And he can, I mean, I... I Nobody talks about DeRozan. I think there's a possibility there. What do you guys think? I mean, the only thing, yeah, it's a. I mean, DeRozan has become a wonderful player, and the reason why like DeRozan's name comes up is because of hopeful Andrew Wiggins fans saying, "Well, look, it took DeRozan until his sixth year in the league to figure it out." So you know, Wiggins is going to do the same thing in year six. It was actually year four, but but yeah, I mean, DeRozan is oftentimes the. You know, the the example people use saying, okay, Wiggins still has a ceiling. Look at DeRozan; it took him a while. Now, I appreciate Andrew's call. First of all, I don't think Toronto ends up losing this series to Washington. Maybe they do, but I think they end up moving on, and I like the matchup with either the Cavs or the Pacers. So I actually think Toronto makes it minimum to the Eastern Conference Finals, but who knows? Maybe maybe they end up losing to the Wizards. I still don't think, and he's right, Wiggins' value in Toronto is incredibly high. He's from there. The Raptors would love one day to have Andrew Wiggins. I don't see any scenario where the Raptors are giving up DeMar DeRozan for Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. That was juicy. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I just, you know, we looked at last summer with all the cap space, all the possibilities saying, okay, last summer was going to be fascinating. And it was. In different ways, this is going to be a very fascinating offseason, even though outside of the mid-level exception, like they can offer, you know, a Danny Green, a J.J. Redick, four years, $36 million if Danny Green opts out of his contract with the Spurs. I don't know if any of those guys would come here, but they need a shooter. But that's really all they can do. They can offer a free agent four years, $36 million. They have the 20th pick in the draft, which I do think has decent value. This is a deep draft. But they are handcuffed in so many different ways. If you're moving Gorgie, I'm sure they'll try, but then you're taking back a dumb contract. And I'm telling you, there are people in the league who like Gorgie. Nobody likes the contract. 
I read those tea leaves wrong. At the time, I told you guys, yeah. I thought it was a good deal. Yeah. Just the way the cap didn't go up like I thought it would, that is now a bad contract. But I'm just telling you, I mean, it is going to be a fascinating offseason because, again, if, if you're thinking Tibbs doesn't make it to year five and maybe he's gone after next year, well, then do you shop Jimmy? Because if Tibbs is gone, Jimmy's gone, and Jimmy would have the most value this summer. It wouldn't be at the trade deadline. You can get something at the trade deadline, but it wouldn't be at the trade deadline. It wouldn't be next summer, potentially in a sign-and-trade, although there really wouldn't be value for Jimmy to do a sign-and-trade. So if you think that the end is near for Tibbs, I think you have to think about trading Jimmy Butler, and you would have to do that, in my mind, this summer. Reckless speculation. That's Doogie, and that's an extended scoop session. You can find his scoop podcast uh, every week. Anywhere you would download podcasts, and you can find his face and his uh, and his stuff on KSTP.com and on 5 Eyewitness News, too. All right, bye, Doogie. Good stuff, man. All right, boys, and yeah, I taped one last night. David Thorpe, NBA analyst, and then, because he's so good, his phone was breaking up, but we went for like 35 minutes. Sweet. I then just went with a bunch of NFL draft steam. So cool. that podcast is a conversation with Thorpe, some on the Wolves, some teams that tried to sign Derrick Rose, and the Wolves won that mini recruiting war. And then I got into a bunch of NFL draft steam. So that is episode 142 available right now on iTunes. Love it. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.